Thank you for joining us this week. What an exciting episode we have for you. The Temple Mount, the Western Wall, the Red Heifers, and more. Dr. Lindstedt has just returned from touring in Israel and shares some of these interesting things with his good friend Brandon House. We discovered these things while touring just these last few weeks. And believe it or not, through archaeology, we see that the stones are crying out. Stay tuned afterwards for an encouraging message and to learn how you too can travel with us at Bible Truth and Prophecy. Enjoy. <clears throat> what are the statistical odds? Let me go through, let me go through the list again. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Rob Lindstedt's hearing this. In fact, let me bring him on. Rob, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure to be here. I'm excited to, to hear what you got to say, and I'm excited to tell you what we've been able to do for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I want, I want our audience to hear that, and, 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 and we'll get right to it. But I want to get your feedback on this. I started a series last night, uh, The Convergence of End Time Events, Part 1. And I'm looking at the things that are occurring right now. Let me just give you the list real quick. World, one world government, mark of the beast technology, one world, let me back up, one world economy, mark of the beast technology, one world government in the making, one world religion in the making, Jews returning to Israel, the third temple in Jerusalem, the red heifer, Israel's treasure, Israel surrounded by her enemies, Jews are being prepared right now to be deceived by a false messiah, a rise of anti-Semitism, global famine, plagues, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, the rise of apostasy, the rise of false Christ, rise of humanism and hedonism, uh, rise of false prophets. All of these things, Rob, and there's more I could throw in there, and I will under subheadings and some of those add more, uh, add in. But the fact that all of these things are being done right now and converging at the same time tells me, as Jesus said in Luke 21, verse 8, now when you see these things happen, look up for your redemption draw nigh. What, are the, what is the statistical probability that all of this could be coming into place and into play right now? I, I think it's a, if someone could do a statistical study, and I know you come from a mathematical background, that number would have to be off a page, off the page. One or two of these things occurring now, Okay, but all of them, you know, Syria there, as you just got back, Russia's there, Turkey's there, Iran is there, uh, the, the, the gas being discovered by Israel, potentially gold, massive amounts of gold in Israel. I mean, we go on, the, the mark of the beast technology, people already getting their hands chipped. We have the video footage from news reports, um, the rise of anti-Semitism, the apostasy of our day, and the growing of a false church. Uh, the, the, the promotion of pantheism, the worship of nature. I mean, all of it is converging. Rob, what is the statistical probability of all these things happening at one time that we could not be in the season where the return of the Lord is imminent? Well, just the, the prophecies fulfilled by Jesus in the first several chapters of Matthew. I think there's 11 prophecies that he fulfills. The, the number of zeros is staggering. You know, it's 10 to the 21st or something like that. So you can imagine on the on the list that you've given that there's the odds are just incredible. And what it says is that it's not an accident. It's a it's a it's a positive certainty. And I think that's what uh, alarms me is that that people who even say they believe the Bible, how come they're not more excited about the fact that we're living in the last days? And I think prior, it's because they say, well, um, there's some things I want to complete on the earth. Or maybe, you know, I know people that want to get married. I know people that want to graduate. Wow, uh, they don't have the right idea of heaven because I tell you what, 
heaven is going to fulfill every single one of those desires that we have. So I think it's a pretty exciting time to, to be living in. And another thing that I think uh, not only are the news stories converging, just like the Bible said, but another thing that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, even the stones are crying out. Remember in Luke, when uh, the Lord went into uh, Jerusalem, and always before he told his disciples, you know, don't say anything, be quiet. And, uh, well, the people were saying, you know, Hosanna, to glory to God in the highest. And, and they were praising God, and the religious leaders came to him and said, tell your disciples to be quiet. And here's what Jesus said. He said, if they are quiet, then even the stones will cry out. And so I call it the greatest miracle that never happened. Because the, the stones didn't have to cry out. The people, he couldn't silence the people. Of course, a week later, they crucified him. But we're seeing not only a convergence of these news stories, political, uh, religious, environmental, scientific, everything converging to the point of what the Bible said is exactly true. And now I'm watching the archaeological finds. There are so many discoveries confirming the Bible that are taking place in the last several years. It can't be an accident. Even unbelieving archaeologists, unbelieving Jews have said, this is incredible to see these indicators of the truth of the Old Testament, the truth of, of what the Bible has been saying all along. We're finding the more we dig, the more we find the accuracy of the Bible. Amen. So you just got back on Friday night from your 71st trip to Israel? Yes, that's correct. All right. Tell us what it is you want to report today. <clears throat> Well, I think uh, a continuing great story is the Temple Mount uh, saga that's taking place. The, the Bible indicates that, remember, and we've said it before, that Jerusalem is the hour hand, or, or Israel is the hour hand. Jerusalem's the minute hand, but the Temple Mount is the second hand. Because remember, um, there has to be a time when, when Israel's going to start sacrificing, because the Antichrist comes and he stops the sacrifice. The the, the real conflict at the moment is that on top of the Temple Mount, when Israel became a nation and then they, they went back and won Jerusalem, of all things, they allowed the Jordanians to continue control of the Temple Mount. And so on the Temple Mount, we're showing a, a clip of it right now, we have a situation where Alaska Mosque is there, second holiest place. Dome of the Rock is there, third holiest now, place. Now, let me just stop you right and there. The, why Why in the footage did that, did that uh, officer there just come over there and tell those people? What did he tell them to do? There were people okay. there getting a picture with that rabbi. And then maybe you can move that right. back, Logan. Why did they stop him? Who And who was that? Is that, a, is that an Islamic beard he was wearing or is he Israeli? <clears throat> that guy he's right there. Israeli. He is Israeli. Yeah, okay. he's Israeli. And, uh, but they were telling him he, 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 he shouldn't be up there. Right now, who were they it's telling that, that, for the that, Jews that Orthodox Jew? They were praying that Orthodox Jew right there. He shouldn't be there. Yeah, that's right. He he shouldn't be there. Of all the crazy things, even though that's the Temple Mount, that's that's where we know the Temple set for years. It was it was there under Herod. It was there under Solomon. It was there when it was rebuilt. The history of it is, is firmly established. But Jordanians and the Palestinians are saying that that no Jew should be there. And so this brings a current problem to, to mind. There's a, a politician there, and uh, Ben-Vir is his name. And he says, you know what? I'm going to turn the tables. 
they're saying that no Jew should be up there praying. Matter of fact, they call them invaders. Can you believe that? To, to go to a site that has been theirs for thousands of years, they're, they're, they're being called invaders. So you see the temple, uh, you see the dome there. In the footage we're showing you, there's a little cupola. And I think that cupola is the place of the Holy of Holies. And the desire now is for those that are at the Temple Institute and other religious factions are saying, you know what, we are going to start to, to worship up here. We are going to start to say prayers. So this old rabbi, he, he can't go up there, but he was at the backside of the East Gate and he was praying and he had to have a military escort. And so I asked if I could get his picture because I, I love the, the fact that he's brave enough to say, you know what, I'm going to pray here. And uh, so they're, they're actually trying to run him off, make him move because they don't want him up here praying. Why? Because that establishes the authority that the Temple Mount really belongs to Israel. I believe that the Antichrist, when he makes a deal, I think part of the deal is going to be this. I'm going to let you sacrifice again. I'm going to let you worship on the Temple Mount. And, uh, but there's, there's so many different religious factions there. At the end of the clip, I, I showed you a, a young man. And uh, if we can stop that just at that point, you can see the hat that he's wearing. It's, it's quite a, a collection piece. The hats, uh, the hats say really probably where your ancestors were from. But, but take a look at that. If you get close, you'll see that the hair standing straight up on there. I mean, it's uh, compared to my, my Israeli baseball hat there. Uh, I'm I'm embarrassed to be sitting with such a good-looking hat. And, and, and by the way, for those for those listening by radio, he it, it it's a, a big black round hat, almost looks like a tire, <laughs> almost looks like a yeah. black tire on top yeah. of his head. It's big. It's a big hat, like <laughs> yeah, something from Dr. Seuss. Describe it. Yeah, and uh, my my point in showing this to you is that denominations because the different hats say different places where they're from, different denominations, they're all converging back to the Temple Mount. They say, you know what, we want to worship again. And it's in quite a convergence time because now we have five red heifers there. And by the way, the reason that there were just five is because there was a technicality. You can bring in animals from other countries, but for some reason from America to Israel, you're restricted. You could have five pets, you could have five dogs, you could have five cats, but but isn't it amazing that that you can't have more than five? And so in order to get these five red heifers there, and, and at this time they all qualify in terms of their purification, they're, they're five pet red heifers, they're there, they're studying them. Uh, we were not allowed to see them, but we we're promised by the people who brought them there that, that very soon they're gonna have a, a show place for them. They're under guard right now. Because you mean very they're, soon? They're very soon, people will be able to walk by and see them in their cages, or their pens. Yes, I think that they're not going to display all five at one place because it's too risky. Yeah. Uh, you see, the 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 Muslims also say whoever has the ashes of the red heifer will control the world. Woo. So you can see why. Yeah, you can see why there's a political ramification here, and so they're going to split them up. Uh, I understand there's going to be two in one place and two in another and, a, and one in another. And uh, but we had a, a great visit with the people who are actually involved in bringing those red heifers there, talking about the the struggle that's there. And uh, and uh, matter of fact, in Wichita, we're hoping that maybe some of the rabbis and some of the people responsible for that are actually going to come and do a seminar on why they think this is the right time 
for those red heifers to be cremated to begin the whole sacrificing process again. Well, if you do, make sure we Very make sure make sure we get to film or stream that. I sure will. Believe me, I sure will. I, I, you guys will be. You guys will have it before any other news outlet. Thank you. And, uh, but you know, to me, this is exciting because this is exactly what the Bible said. There's going to be a controversy. It's going to be on on the mountain of God. On I'm, and and there's the controversy, and it's so incredible because uh, this is the thing that's actually holding up the whole uh, Israeli government from from really making a, I'm going to say a majority. Netanyahu has got to go to other minor parties to to form a coalition to get a majority, and so the one that he's linked with is uh, this man. His name is Ben Gur. Uh, it's spelled G-V-I-R, but pronounced Gur or Ver. And and this guy says, no, Jews have got to be able to pray up there. All right, that's the music, and we're going to come right back. Let me ask you, show this, Logan. Here is Israel 365. Here's an, here's an article from 2018. Rabbi Glick, I think he got shot several times but survived. He said, we invented the Western Wall 50 years ago. I want to ask Dr. Rob Lindstedt about this, because some are saying, well, maybe that's not actually, maybe that was just an old Roman fort. What if the real Temple Mount's somewhere else? Is it possible? And if that's the case, wouldn't that stop a lot of the uh, controversy over the mosque that's up there? That's swirling. We'll ask Dr. Rob Lindstedt about that and more from his trip to Israel. Be right back. All right, welcome back. Glad you are with us. Let's go back to that article, Rabbi Glick. We invented the Western Wall 50 years ago. He said, I have quite a few problems with the Western Wall. We invented it 50 years ago and turned it into the holiest place for the Jewish people, and we expelled Arab families from there. Since that time, the Jewish people have gotten have given up on the place that was the holiest of of them until 50 years ago, the Temple Mount. What's he saying here, Dr. Dr. Rob? Well, l let's talk about the the Western Wall. The Western Wall is not the Western Wall of the Temple. The Western Wall is really the Western Wall of the Retaining Wall. Let's say that you you want to build a, a building and you and you want to build it on, on a on a hill or a mountain. Well, in our day and time, we'd simply take dynamite, we'd blow the top of that hill off, we'd have a flat surface, and we could build a temple or any other building. But in those days, that's not how it worked. So what you would do is, with the mountain, on each side of it, you would put a retaining wall, and then you would fill in the, the missing material, so that now you have a flat surface. The, the Western Wall that the Jews are allowed to pray at, and by the way, while they're praying, sometimes rocks are thrown at them. Often uh, uh, slander is given to them, but that's okay. They take it anyway, and, and we go up there to the Western Wall ourselves and, and visit with the, the Jews that are there. It's where they do their bar miscus and, and so on like that. But it's really, it's the gutter. It's the retaining wall that held the temple up on top of it, but it's not really the temple itself. And so until now, that's the closest that the Jews could get to the Holy of Holies. Alongside, running parallel with that Western Wall, there's something called the Rabbi's Tunnel. And we actually make a, a reservation to go to the Rabbi's Tunnel months ahead of time. As a matter of fact, sometimes one whole year ahead of time, I make a reservation because I, I love for the people that travel with me to see that. This time I had students with me and 
again, coming up, we've, we've got a, a whole trip planned with, with people that are all prophecy buffs and, and archaeology people. And, and so this is the tunnel, and it, it really serves two things. Number one, it allows you to, to make progress in, out of sight of where people see, say the Western Wall is, because that wall runs uh, the whole length of that, that Temple Mount. How did, it, how did it become so important? Well, here's why. Let's say that you're a, a priest, you're up on the Temple Mount doing the priestly work. It might be that as you walk around, someone might touch you that's not gone through the purification process. Maybe someone in their home had died, or maybe they had a skin disease, or, or God forbid, maybe a bird had a lucky day and and uh, and let go on top of you. <laughs> then you'd have to go, you'd have to go outside the, the the city, begin the whole purification process again. And so there's actually a tunnel that would serve like an escape tunnel and an entry tunnel for the priest. And when you go down that rabbi's tunnel, there's actually a sign there that says to the holy of holies. And if you go in that gate closest to that, line that up with the east gate, exactly as Jewish tradition says, there's a line that you can make through there. And that's, that's I think, where the Holy of Holies is located in that lineup from the eastern gate to that western gate entrance. And it's just to the north of the Dome of the Rock. So that's why the Bible says in Ezekiel, measure off from the profane place or the common place. And that's where I will establish my presence. I, I believe that that's where the Holy of Holies is located. So let me ask now, you this, a do, number do, of people, Dr. Rob, for you to continue that point. Yeah. What do you make of people like Dr. Bob Cornuk and others saying that that is just a, a old Roman military barrack, that the real temple was over in was the, the city of David? Yes, uh, I'm quite familiar with the city of David. Matter of fact, uh, incredible excavations have gone on there particularly during the last seven years, and I've watched it really uncover. Uh, this time I was really fascinated by the, uh, the palace of Antiochus Epiphanes. They've now got it so that you can see the foundation of it. And, and wow, I, I just love it. My students love looking at that. But here's the thing. We know that, for example, the 10th Legion, it had a huge number of people. And there's no way in the city of David, the size that it is, that you could have that legion there. It's impossible to put to put the legion in the city of David. The city of David was little. David did a very clever thing. He didn't make Bethlehem his hometown, the place where he would put his palace, but instead he put it near to the place where the temple would be located. And as a result of that, he could have a palace, he could have a, a living quarters, and it didn't disrupt the worship that was going on in the temple. So it was perfectly planned by God. There, there's no way that the size of the city of David palace that David had could house the people that's required for the 10th legion. Secondly, Jewish tradition is quite clear that you line up with the east gate and you go straight in. That's where the Holy of Holies is located. That That's not the city of David. You miss it by several hundred feet. Wow. And so there's some geographical things that that's there that make it impossible. And you know what? That theory is well known to the rabbis, to other people there in Israel. And they just say, uh, there, there's just no, there, there's no credibility to it. Bob well, Cardin is a great guy. Obviously, if there were some credibility to it, they would jump on it because that, that could allow them to build their third temple right now without any uh, problem. Because what's holding them up right now is the, the mosque up there, right? 
Right. Actually, I think if you look at the mosque and you go north of there, there's a little, it's called the, the Dome of the Spirits. And this little cupola, it almost looks like a little uh, outdoor greenhouse. Uh, you know, it's, it's only eight or ten feet across. And, and I've dedicated my, my grandchildren there. Really? And uh, so you can see as we're walking, you'll see the little cupola there to the right in the distance. But every time we go there to pray, uh, we're stopped by the Palestinian police because they say, why do you stop here? Why, why are you filming here? And and when I tell them, well, I, you know, I'm dedicating my grandchild, they'll say, now, wait a minute. They know it's the Holy of Holies. And so that's why they're so sensitive. They don't want a camera there because they don't want to establish a presence, a Jewish presence at all, or even a Christian presence on the Temple Mount. They take your Bible away. They haven't figured out that we have Bibles on our cell phones, but they take a Bible away because they say that a Bible could start a riot on the Temple Mount. Oh, wow. Right. This show has gone so fast. Can you come back tomorrow and be with us the whole hour tomorrow? Uh, okay, I will. <laughs> I know you have to teach a class at some point, too. So I know we're, 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 we're messing up your teaching time there at the school. but Yeah, I, I think the students are bribing you to say that because <laughs> they're, they're so glad that I, I do this program when I do because... Gives them a little bit of reprieve. Yeah, they get study hall and catch up on their homework. All right, uh, Bible Tip Now, Bible T-I-P Now, which stands for Bible Truth and Prophecy, BibleTipNow.org. Dr. Rob Lindstedt back with us tomorrow, just returned from Israel. Thank you, Dr. Rob. Thank you for listening. Take care. Wow, what did I tell you? Where exactly is the Holy of Holies? Under the Dome of the Rock? As you can see, we think it's a little bit north of there. In fact, Dr. Lindstedt has pointed out Every time we try to film there, we're told to move on, and sometimes we're even escorted off the Temple Mount. What about the convergence of things we see in the news today? Earthquakes, wars and rumors of wars, Israel's treasure to be taken by Rosh, or Russia, and its armies that want to destroy Israel, as we see in Ezekiel chapter 38. Plagues. Are we not seeing the very things that Christ said would happen in the last days? I and many others believe that we are headed towards a horrible time for unbelieving mankind. They will find no escape in this world from the dread that is coming. But there is one not of this world that offers to remove us and keep us from the horrible things to come. His name is Jesus Christ. I know you have heard this many times before, but I want to read scripture to you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning in verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died... And rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself, listen to that, that's how important it is, no messenger, the Lord himself. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up or snatched out or raptured together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Wow, what a comfort that is. To know those of us who believe in the gospel of Christ will not have to suffer these things to come. Let me ask you something today. Do you have that hope? Is that hope in your heart? 
Has there ever been a time when you've come to God and said, I'm a sinner, and I know that my wages, that what I'm owed for my sin is death? I'm not talking about physical death here. I'm talking about the second death. It says, for it's appointed unto mankind once to die. Now, we're talking, like I said, about the second death we see in Revelation chapter 21. This eternal separation from God in the lake of fire. Have you ever said, Lord, I know that I deserve that punishment for my sin? But there is a hope after that. In fact, we read in Revelation chapter 2, verse 11, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt by the second death. Oh, what a joy those words are to my ear. He that overcometh, who is that? I'm glad you asked. Because in 1 John chapter 5, verse 5, we find out exactly who that is. It says, He who is that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. You see, an overcomer is one who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that he came to earth born as a baby. In fact, he was born of a virgin. He was sinless, spotless, and he came to accomplish one thing, to redeem those that are lost, those that are on their way to the lake of fire to pay the price, that second death, that eternal separation from God. Jesus came as a blameless sacrifice to take away the sin of the world. The only thing that we have to do is become an overcomer. And how do we do that? We accept Jesus as our sacrifice. Acknowledge that he paid the debt of sin we could not pay. And you too will be an overcomer. Wouldn't you do that today? If you would like to travel with us, please go to our website and click on the travel page. Fill out the simple form and someone will reach out to you about the next trips we have coming. Heavenly Father, we think about the, the Word of God and how true and tried it is and how we can know through the Word of God that we can become overcomers, that we can put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, that we too can live with Him for eternity. I pray that those hearing these words today would make that commitment to you, would come to you and say that they need Jesus as their sacrifice and place their faith in him. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.